All right. <clears throat> Hello, brother. Hello, sister. Uh, you would totally love this episode nine. Parks and Rec season two, episode two. two. Coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to You Would Totally Love This. I am Trevor. I am Nell. Hello, Nell. How are you? Well, hello. Hello. From 3,000 miles away, technology. It's amazing. Your face kind of looks like this. <laughs> I look into your eyes and I see my own. Zoom. What happened to Skype, by the way? Skype had like a, like a 10-year head start on Zoom. Skype? Oh, Skype pooped the bed so bad. So right? I don't know what they were doing. Sad. They had Europe covered, and then they just poop. They just yeah. Like I feel like the Daily Show uses Skype for their interviews, but other than that, it's all Zoom. I used to use Skype all the time. Of course. I mean, for everything. Zoom wasn't here. It's all we had. And it's not a bad name. It's not like Zoom is catchier than Skype. No. Zoom just just zoomed ahead. I mean, it's just it's unreal. Anywho, uh, welcome to You Would Totally Love This, the podcast about sharing the things you love with the people you love. Um, I am currently sharing uh, Parks and Rec, the TV show, a show that I love dearly, um, that we have tried to get Nell into many times and just hasn't quite got there. And after watching season one, I I see why. I do. I understand. Uh, Season one's tough. It's not. Season one is not the Parks and Rec that I know and love. So now we're in episode two of season two, which I think is the universal agreement of, yes, this is where Parks and Rec really becomes the show. And the plot, this is, I think, the first time where the plot goes from the very beginning to the very end. Like the, like the, mm-hmm. the, the open has, is actually involved with the plot of the episode, which I don't think we've had before. Very, it felt a, a whole. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, uh, Leslie uh, had a good idea of creating a community garden in this pit. Which is Which it really is a brilliant idea, and it's a beautiful garden. My God. Um, I don't have a green thumb, so I would not be able to do that. But God bless the people who did. Also, things apparently grow very fast. There very fast. My goodness. Um, and so she is looking through the different plants, and Tom, who knows nothing about plants, is pretending like he does. And she stumbles across some marijuana. Which she's, you know, shocked and awed. So she decides that she needs to stake out the park to try to see who this drug kingpin is. And as Tom says, it's probably a 16 year old kid who's, you know, just wants to get high in his parents' basement. You know. Meanwhile, uh, Anne has agreed to go out with Mark. Um, and Anne's house is right next to the pit. We, we met her when her then boyfriend fell down the pit. <laughs> So uh, Tom and Leslie show up in their van with camera equipment and candy and all these things that you need for a stakeout, apparently. Or it's creepy. And they see Mark showing up to pick Anne up. Leslie, of course, starts taking photos of that. Weird. I love how they have this really nice camera. I'm like, where did they get that really nice camera? Yeah. It's a stunning camera. It's, it is, Yeah. Which is interesting because, yeah, like a pop-up. I don't think you see it. We certainly didn't see it before. I don't think we see it after either. 
I mean, that was part of the funny, you know, kind of like the fact that the ban is cleared out. I'm like, where do they get all this stuff all of a sudden? Very quickly. But that's Leslie. Leslie finds it if she needs it. For a sake out that was planned in like 20 minutes, she got that stuff ready to go. Ready to go. It's remarkable. Um, meanwhile, they also, Tom and uh, Leslie also spot Andy, who of course is now living in the pit, and they bring him in. His jump into the pit is the best shot of the of that. Yes. Little, I mean, so funny. Yes. Um, he's a very good uh, physical comedian, Chris Pratt. Um, I will give him that. Yeah, he is. Um, and so they bring him in the van and basically realize that he's um, he's only been eating fruits and vegetables because he's been gorging on the community garden. <laughs> Just hilarious. So Leslie takes him off to go get um, some burgers. Tom, meanwhile, uh, discovers when they leave that he is locked out of the van and he doesn't have the keys. So he climbs on top of the van to try to jimmy the lock to get in. As he's jimmying the lock, he's in like a hood. Um Mark and Anne get back and they see him or see a figure on top of a van trying to, they think that this person is trying to break into the van. So they call the cops. Um, Officer Dave played by Louis CK shows up. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, what's uh, there's a, well, actually moment um, after all of the allegations, which I think I'd heard had been around for a while, but I guess they, after they really became official, official um, Michael sure posted something to the effect of, you know, if they had known that these were true, that they would not have cast Louis C.K. in this role, Um, which part of me kind of thinks, like, if you're in that world, I feel like you would know that they were true. Well, I don't know if you'd necessarily know they were true, although if you hear rumors about somebody like that, they're probably true. I mean, people don't make that right up necessarily unless they're trying to malign somebody right you know? they're very specific enough yeah so i mean we'll take him as a word maybe they truly didn't know or maybe they heard the rumors and just figure they're one of those I also think a lot of people in hollywood do a lot of weird stuff for sure and maybe they thought you know louis ck had a you know a, a fling with a woman and he did this with her and it was consensual and then she told friends and then like a game of telephone it changed right. yeah yeah who knows but anyway yes yeah, so he's in it as officer dave um and they obviously set him up to be a bit of a, a love interest to to leslie um tom is uh, belligerent um to officer dave and tom gets arrested Leslie and Andy come back as the car is being towed away. Um, they find out from Mark and Ann that the Mark and Ann at this point don't know that it was Tom, but that Tom has been arrested. So Leslie goes to the police precinct to get him back. Very adamant. She explains to Officer Dave why it was that there was candy and why it was that there was photo equipment and why it was that there were photos of Mark and Ann walking away. Um, and that they were there to stake out for marijuana. She's able to get uh, Tom out of jail. The next morning, Officer Dave takes her back, takes him back to the pit. They go down to look for the marijuana. The marijuana is gone. Officer Dave says, I get it. You know, you were spying on Anne because she's going out with your ex-boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we get a sweet moment from Tom where Tom says, you could do a lot better than Mark Brandanowitz. That was, that was his sweetest moment for sure. Yeah, it was, it was the realest moment, too from Tom Haverford. Um, and then you also get officer Dave talking about how he is, um, attracted to Leslie Nope. Um, and actually one of the 
few improvs that I could find about. He, the line that where Officer Dave says, I was attracted to her in a sexual manner that was appropriate. Uh, he improvised that line, which now is like, oh, I don't know. Well, that's funny because that was my favorite line. It was really- uh, yes, because it is the way he delivers it is. And also it's just, it's so awkward. But I think part of why it was my favorite line is because it's even more awkward because it's coming from Louis C.K. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It just, it made me laugh in that way of where you're just like, oh. It's also, I mean, he's good. He's so he's a good actor. He's a funny comedian. He's just a weird dude. He's so good. He's he's the realest person there. He feel like likes her. Yeah. No. I mean, it's uh, so disturbing to know what we know now. Um, and and he, he was really good. Bad. It is. But he really was perfectly cast for this role. <laughs> it's he's fantastic for it. Um. And then meanwhile, the, the really the only there's only two stories in the episode. There was the whole oh, yeah. Leslie and Mark and Ann and Tom. And then the second story was that um, Ron Swanson had a hernia that burst when he sneezed and he couldn't move. So he literally just stayed in his office in his chair in the same position all morning, all day into the evening. And is only finally helped when April comes back at, you know, probably eight o'clock at night um, and forces him to tell her that, yes, I have a hernia and I can't move. And that was her sweetest moment. Yeah. The fact that she was like, I was just thinking, I knew you were still here, that she was still thinking, worrying about him. And you and you also got a little bit of a sense of Ron when she says, are you ready? And he says, I was born ready. I'm Ron bleeping Swanson as he's, you know, petrified because he can't move. But you say, oh, this guy, you know, he, he likes the image of himself as being the tough guy who, you know, can take anyone on. Right. I feel yeah, like yeah. a little bit of a sense of who he is. Well, and you also get that when when she tries to when Leslie tries to use his name in the precinct I mean, to no avail, but that she holds him also as this kind of, you know, a strong guy to come in. Um, meanwhile, he's this mystical creature who can come and just fix everything. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that is the episode. Uh, so I'll just, what did you think? I liked it. I mean, I think I'm not hooked, but I definitely liked the cohesiveness of it. I liked the more human story of it. I thought Anne and, um, Mark had, a funny little chemistry. They're so weird together. Like these <laughs> together and that, that felt right to me. Um, and Leslie trying so hard not to, to care. Um, I think, <laughs> I think I would have liked it more if Louis CK wasn't being, oh, interesting. wasn't yeah. Louis CK because that's the kind of thing where I would be like, Ooh, a love interest for Leslie. But instead I'm like, Oh no, it's Louis yeah. CK. When in fact he's really kind of, awkward and sweet in a way that would be perfect for Leslie. Um, and so that was a funny, that was just a funny kind of meta, you know, where I was like, Oh, this character is so great. Oh no. Oh no. How many episodes is he going to be in? <laughs> um, yeah. saying things about being sexually appropriate. Um, so that was interesting, but I think it definitely had more of the things that I like of like the real, like both April and, what's his face were sweet at one point and real people. It wasn't just all. And also, I mean, I believed him getting arrested, you know? Um, uh, yeah, I think it, 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 all the characters were shining through. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the interesting notes uh, about the episode. So the the story of Tom getting arrested was actually inspired um, by the arrest of Henry Louis Gates, who was the Harvard professor who was arrested. Trying to get into his own home. He was climbing into his getting his own house, and he was arrested for for going home. Um, so they based that story um, off of that. Again, kind of to the what we said previous episode of they wanted to take kind of topical, more important topics and kind of put them into the show in some form or fashion. Um, and, uh, but on the other hand, he, he was a dick to officer Dave. So I actually felt like it would have been a little bit stronger if he wasn't such a dick. Yeah. Um, if he was more funny, if he was more Tom Haberford funny. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it would have played more powerfully if he was a little bit cheeky, but not a total dick. Um, and, but still there he is, you know, in his hoodie at night, not a white man. Um, and it's just assumed that why would he be breaking into his own car? You know, it's like, yeah. that's a lot. Um, so I thought they could have, I thought they could have hit that home a little bit more. And it would have been very funny because he is so nonchalant, you know, he's like, oh, I'm funny. And the more he's funny, the more Louis CK's character is annoyed. And, and that, I think that would have been, better than the dick version. You know what I mean? I wonder if they could have done that if if the office, if Louis C.K., if it wasn't Louis C.K. and really that was the only episode this cop was going to be in. Because I feel like that yeah. would be hard for a love interest to come back from if they were pretty blatantly racist. Although interesting. It would be very interesting. But I, I could certainly see the writers... Because they do, I mean, from everything I've read, like they wanted to do topics, but they wanted to keep it funny. They wanted to keep it on the lighter side. They were somewhat subtle in their in their politics. Like even the gay marriage is not hammered over your head. Same time, I mean, if you found a man who's well, first of all, it's a little weird. I think what would be funny if like what would have been more funnier to me is if Tom Haverford is like, no, this is my van. This is mine. I've been in here all day, and then it's like. Wait, but then you're a creep who's like trying to kidnap children. Right. It's his adamancy. Like he does believe that that's his van, but then he's like, "And why do you have candy and a camera and right. like all these manure?" Yeah, you have. So I think that would have been funnier as opposed to him just being a dick. Where that's just like, "Oh yeah, he's going to get arrested." Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, and then the other uh, interesting uh, note about this episode was when Leslie and Tom are in the van and um, Leslie's asking Tom where he's from, and, which goes to my um, favorite line where she, he, he, she says, where are you from? And he says, South Carolina. And she said, yeah, but where before that? He says, my mother's uterus. That was my favorite, other favorite line. <laughs> and apparently, so then um, he, he, he admits that he changed his name and made it, you know, kind of Americanized it. Because he didn't think that someone with a name, his original name, could go anywhere in politics. And then she mentioned Barack Obama. What I thought was interesting, two things I thought was interesting. One, they don't mention Barack Obama's middle name. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually the more interesting aspect of his name is that Hussein. Totally. But they didn't mention that. But apparently that particular um, dialogue was part of a scene from the, the pilot. Oh. That was cut. And they wanted to bring it back, I guess, again, to show, give a little bit of background on Tom Haverford about, you know, who he is and where he comes from. Um, and also, I mean, I guess that's what I mean. I think it's interesting when somebody is ignorant and racist, like Leslie is often 
racist or ignorant um, in a way, in the, in a way that so many people are where it's like, that's such an inappropriate and also stupid thing to ask coming from a good quote unquote, good place on her part, but just from a total place of ignorance and um, being swayed by this kind of racist culture that, that is surrounding her. Um, Yeah. I thought that was a great moment. And I think, uh, how easily he just rolls it off. Like he's so used to it. You know what I mean? That it's not, um, yeah, it was, I, that was, that was one of my favorite moments of it for sure. Cause it revealed so much about him, but also her. Yeah. Um, And it was, you know, the uterus line was (laughs) just perfect. Um, and also one of um, Barack Obama's favorite jokes that he did at one of the correspondence dinners was about like some, someone he's like, people ask me all the time, like, who named you Barack Hussein Obama? And he's like, uh, you know, obviously someone who didn't think I'd be running for the United States, president of the United States. Yeah. Um, Very true. So I, I was surprised they didn't use the Hussein because that is such a, like, I remember that him telling that joke so vividly. And yeah, because I mean, I guess, and maybe again, Barack Obama to me is not, again, to me, Maybe people see Barack Obama, just that, just those two names as crazy and oh my God. And, you know, but to me, it's the Hussein that really hammers home, especially with Saddam Hussein. I don't know. So it was interesting. Although at the same time, people, you know, when, with Kamala Harris, the Republicans, so many Republicans would purposely say Kamala, Kamala, like make fun of Kamala, which is not an odd name at all, but they were using that as a way to say she's other. Right. She's, she's un-American, you know, that, that whole thing. So I think Barack, both Barack and Obama still to that set of racist mofos um, are, is, you know, they use it as, as ammunition. And this was also 2009 when, you know, I'm, I'm right. looking at it now from what, almost 20 years we've known this guy. You know, so it's just, right, and that's the height of like the birther thing sure. and you know, sure. all sorts. Whatever of happened to the guy who led that birther moment? Uh, it disappeared. Uh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> he's playing golf somewhere. Um, the episode aired on September 24th, 2009 to 4.2 million viewers. So it actually went down from the, um, the season premiere. Um, it was ra- written by Rachel Axler and directed by Seth Gordon, both of whom were involved with season one. Um, and then my, so again, this, I said it last episode too, there were multiple favorite lines that I found, um, which again, I did not have season one. Season one, there, there were a couple episodes where I was kind of struggling to figure out what my favorite line was. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, and I don't think, it wasn't even my favorite line, but it was just a whole scene of Leslie putting her coffee together. She's talking to Anne in the very beginning. She's got a cup uh-huh. of coffee. She has a, a Hershey's syrup and she's spritzing it into the coffee. I missed it. And then she's got whipped cream and she's pouring it into the top. And then she takes a spoonful of the whipped cream and looks up at Anne and says, you make such good coffee. <laughs> so good. So good. It was perfect. It was perfect. I loved it. I completely it. missed that. You, you should go back. It's the very... Um, it's the 
So it's right after the um, the intro song, and she's sitting with Anne, and they're having breakfast, and just watch her making her coffee. It's fantastic. It's just sugar on sugar, and then the punchline of, you make such good coffee. It's so good. So good. It's like, how do you like it? Um, uh, my mother's uterus, we talked about that. That's another great line. Um, and then when um, Officer Dave was explaining to Leslie that he f- thought that Tom was a pervert, um, and Leslie says, well, that's what people think when they first meet him, but it's all talk. <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. There was all this stuff in the van and, you know, the manure and the candy and the camera equipment and the photos of people on a date. And yeah. Uh, so those are my three favorite lines from the, I think the coffee one is still good just because of the whole scene, but those are my three favorite lines. I, I mean, that's the scene at the end when Louis CK is, or I should say officer Dave, officer Dave is, um, talking about his reaction to, to Leslie of like, I really didn't like her at first. Uh, and she, it, it, his delivery of that is so good. Um, that was hilarious, even though I was dying inside. And maybe we should just call him officer Dave from here on out, just to ignore yes. who he really is. <sighs> I also thought it was interesting that in that little monologue by officer Dave, he mentions, you know, she was belligerent to me and something to the effect of she was belligerent to me as most people are when they first meet me. Uh And it was an interesting, to me, it was an interesting saying like, Oh, you know, cops, it's not an easy life for cops either where people hate them right out of the gate before they even know them. Agreed. Cops do not help themselves in this regard. And unfortunately the quote unquote good apples are then caught into the mix of, you know, people, looking at them as though they're a bad apple. But it was an interesting opposite side view after seeing this cop arrest a guy for... It was a much more interesting thing right. than just having a random cop arrest him yeah. and then disappear from yeah. the show. Um, and she did slam her fist down on his desk, which was hilarious. <laughs> She did. And then she, I, I did like the, um, when, um, he had get, put his jacket over her as she was sleeping and, and she said, Oh, can I have it? And he said, yes, no, no, you can't. I, I need that for my uniform. I don't know why I said that. And then on their way to the car, she said, we'll talk about the jacket. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> like that, man has, that man has lost that jacket. That jacket's not coming back. Sorry, bro. You lost it. You got Leslie noped. Noped. Nope. Um, so uh, again, uh, two episodes into season two, do you, where, where are you with the show? Um, not without this, do you think you would still, still keep watching it? Um, I don't think I would watch it. I don't think I would turn it back on if we weren't, if you weren't, you know, excited for me to watch it, but I, but I wouldn't be sad if somebody turned it on. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That's fair. It's, I mean, I think it was a really funny episode and, you know, cute moments, really funny lines, some real, real moments. I love the real moments. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Not yeah. I do. I do suspect that if we had told you to skip season one and just start with season two, I think you probably would have stuck with it longer until it grabbed you. Because there would have been little things in each episode that you liked that would have brought you back. Whereas season one, there really wasn't a whole lot to grab you. Oh, no, they were throwing a lot of things at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there are also so yeah. many more awkward moments. I really there like were. how they're moving away from the truly awkward to the more just like subtly, funnily awkward. Yeah. They, they very much 
It was way too the office E and she was way too Michael Scotty yeah. in season one. And they obviously towards the end of season one, you know, episode five and six, and then obviously beginning of season two, they're they're she's moving away from Michael Scott and she's certainly a doer and she's good at her job. Um she just, you know, there's certain things that she does on a lower scale that are silly, slightly awkward, but not cringeworthy awkward. And they really, I mean, the the friendship between her and Anne feels really real. There, yeah, there's just a lot that's, um, it feels like a, a real world. All right. Well, um, we will continue on. You are not hooked yet. Um, I predict you will be. I will continue on this journey. On this journey for the worm. I don't know why we keep with this metaphor. I, I we need a new metaphor. Because I, I want it to be summer and go swimming. <laughs> I want to be fit. Ah, God willing. It's not that far away. Not that far away. Not that far away. Praise the Lord. Time flies. <laughs> time also has no meaning. So time flying and having no meaning is a weird... That could be really far away. We don't know. It really could be. <laughs> what do you mean it's August? Damn it. Summer already over. All right. Well, I will see you uh, next episode um, when we will see if you are hooked yet. I hope I totally love it. <laughs>